I want to speak this morning, afternoon, depending on where you're watching us, on the topic, right people, right place, right people, and right plan. Say this with me, right place, right people, and right plan. If you have your Bible, let's go together with me to book of Acts chapter 9 and verse 5 and 6. And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Verse 6, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city right place and you will be told that's the right person meaning somebody's going to tell you what you must do right plan Paul encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus this was not a, a way on the way to church he was actually going to persecute Christians and in encountering the Lord he asks him two questions see a lot of people have questions to God does anybody here have a question for God? I can tell you one thing, the question you have right now, you will not ask when you encounter God. But once you encounter God, you will have questions. And they are different questions than the ones we have before we encounter God. Almost every person in our culture has questioned, why does God allow evil? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do these things happen? And these questions are normal. But when you encounter God in God's presence, there is so much joy. There is so much peace and there is so much beauty that these questions will not be asked. Job had a lot of questions. I would call book of Job book of questions. When he meets God, God says, well Job, you have questions? I got some questions too. Where were you when I created the planet? When were you, where were you when I fashioned your body? And God just bombards him with questions and Job after God was done with his questions, Job put his hand over his mouth and said, God I heard about you. I served you. I had no idea who you were. I am so sorry for what, everything that I have said. I am so sorry God. I just want to know you. I want to tell you something that if you have questions about why, when you encounter God, your questions change. But I do want to warn each one of us, encountering God doesn't answer your questions, it changes them. Write this down, encountering God doesn't always answer the questions because some questions will only be answered in eternity. But on this earth when you meet Jesus, when you meet God, when God's presence fills your heart, when the blood of Jesus washes your sins like we had today and tears roll down your eyes, you will not be asking Lord why did this happen? You will be saying Lord who are you? What would you have me do? These will be the two questions that every encounter with God will produce. God who are you? It's not that you don't know about him. It's that something just happened to you that you can't explain. You just met somebody that you were hearing about and now you're seeing face to face. It's like you watching lions and then you finally are in the jungle and he looks at you. I remember first time I was in Tanzania safari. I've seen lions. I watched Lion King cartoon. I you know watched, I saw the pictures and until our uh, little car passed by a, tr a, a tribe of lions or um, what, what's the name for them? Uh, 
a pride, a pride of lions. When, when, and then you see, and that lion walks to the car. And he, I mean, everything you've read, everything you've seen, you realize you have no idea what this beast is. And then he looks at you in the eyes and it's like, you're scared, but it's also majestic. It's very different when you encounter a lion and when you watch one on a movie screen. It's very different when your parents drag you to church and talk to you about God and when you meet Jesus face to face. When his blood washes your sin. When he takes the heart of stone and gives you the heart of flesh. When he writes your name in a book of life. Your life changes. Your questions change. And instead of answering all your questions, he actually gives you questions. Jesus, who are you? You're like, but I went to church all my life. I was in a Bible school, but you haven't met Jesus. When you meet Jesus, you will want to know Jesus more. The real sign that you have met God is when you don't know him yet. And you recognize that and you say, I want to know him more. And the other one is that you ask him, what would you have me do? Paul, someone said, had equivalency to today from three to five PhDs. Paul was the intellectual of that day. Paul had a plan for his life. Paul had a dream. Paul had an ambition. Paul was not some a guy who just did not know what to do with his life. Yet encounter with God changes everything because his ambitions lose their appeal. His plan for life lose its attraction. Jesus I want to know you. Yes I'm a son of a Pharisee. I'm a disciple of a Pharisee but I don't know you. I want to know you now. And the second thing is yes I have a plan. Yes I have a five-year plan. I have a retirement plan. I have a career but Jesus what would you have me do? You know you really encountered the Lord when you submit your dreams, your ambitions and your desires under God's feet and saying Jesus that's what I've planned but what do you have for me? If it's only coming to the Lord and saying, God, could you bless my plan? You haven't encountered him. Because the real encounter with God is when you hide your plan and you say, Lord, give me yours. Not my will be done, but your will be done. What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me do, Lord? Because I want to do your will. Almost every person, especially young and older, everybody wants to know, what is God's plan for my life? I want to tell you that God has a plan, but you will never discover it until you first meet Him. It's not found in the university, it's found in His presence. It's found in Him. When you encounter Him, He wants to reveal His plan. And how does this plan get revealed? I'm going to give you just practical three steps today to the flow from the presence of Jesus. Somebody say right place. Come on, say a little bit louder. Right people and right plan. So let's dive in. Jesus answers Paul with what you should do by saying, I want you to go to a right place. And somebody will tell you and you will know what to do. All right. Right place, right people 
and right plan. Jesus does not tell Paul everything at once. He only gives him directions to a right place where Paul will meet the right people who will tell him the right plan. Let's dive in. Write this down if you're taking notes. In the right place, you will meet right people. God will lead you to a right place before he brings you to the right people. I was reminded of Casey got engaged yesterday. Let's give a round of applause. Casey. The right people we find in right places. So many of us want to find our Boaz. But you must understand is that Boaz has a field. If you want to find a Boaz, you better, you better be at his place. Because right people don't hang out in wrong places. God wants to send right people into your life this year. But he first wants to send you to the right place this year. Because in the right place is where God will reveal right people. What is a right place? Let me give you just four characteristics of a right place. If you're taking notes, write this down. The first thing of a right place is fasting. See, right place is not a location. It's the attitude. Right place is not somewhere necessarily where you go. It's something that you do. And the Bible says that Paul was fasting three days without water and without food. We just came out of a fast. And how many of you guys are glad the fast is over? Okay, those of you who are not, you were not fasting. I already know. You, you just dis dis disclosed yourself. <laughs> you should have pretended you fasted. Just kidding. Next month, we will do a three-day fast. First Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We will give the direction of it in a little bit. But I want you to let you know. A right place is not just you coming to church. A right place is you deciding to fast. When you meet Jesus, it's interesting, Paul meets Jesus and the first thing he does is he fasts for three days. We have a generation today that meets Jesus and afterwards they don't fast. They look, I, I thought Jesus paid for it all. I even had one person do a video on me and says, Vlad teaches that you need to do good works to get saved. And I said, the Bible says we are saved by Jesus for good works not by good works that means I'm not saved to keep sinning I am saved to I live surrendered life and Paul fasts for three days after his salvation because that's the right place something happens when you fast the second thing that makes it a right place is prayer somebody say prayer when God comes to Ananias and say to Ananias Ananias there is a man his name is Paul behold he is praying he wasn't just starving Paul is fasting and Paul is praying a right place is not just fasting it is praying third thing that makes a right place and now we're getting practical is he was planted that means he was in somebody's house somebody shout planted drop this in the chat he fasted he prayed and he was planted Ananias was given direction to Paul's house someone's house the house of Judah you know what that means for me and for you that God wants us not only to pray and to fast but to be in somebody's home group 
whose house are you in whose home group are you in whose life group are you in because to be in the right place is not just I'm coming oh yeah I'm planted at hungry gen that is true but most people will not know your name but when you are in the home group you are known and you are not only known you are loved and not only that but you are encouraged and so right place is when you are in a house Paul wasn't in a temple he was in the house and God wants you this season before he tells you what to do he says could you get yourself to the right place could you come to prayer could you begin to fast when the church is fasting and would you plant yourself in the group you may say but I I am very busy but we have so many things going on I have children practices and I have a business and so many other things you must understand this year is a year where you must step into your purpose and that is to be planted in the right place and the Bible says that while he was there he got a vision somebody shout vision right place when you begin to pray when you begin to fast and you begin to be planted in a local small group something begins to happen while you're still confused about the future you will not be confused about your identity he was blind yet he had a vision meaning in some areas we might not be able to see what to do next but we will already know in our spirit and have a vision about who we are in him somebody shout right place the second thing when you are in the right place is God sends you a right people somebody shout the right people for Paul it was Ananias he was the right person a disciple God will send this year right people right people play such a big role and it's interesting that God didn't tell him what Paul needed to do but sent him and made him to be dependent on Christians whom he sought to kill the challenge with many people who have an encounter with God is they develop independence from a local church and they say things like I don't need church and I don't need other Christians and while you can answer the first question about who is Jesus encounter with God leads you to two questions about what or should I do and Jesus's answer to the apostle of the nations is not yes Paul this is what you do start a church start preaching Jesus says I want you to go to the right place where other believers are at and I want you to wait for people whom you're trying to kill to give you directions why because God's purpose will always be connected to the right place and to other people he will not tell you everything why because the church is not an island it's a body and he will teach us to relate and depend on each other he will send Ananias your way who will open doors for you who will sometimes unlock certain things when I look back at my life so many things in my life came as a result of God sending the right people who watched a video and said I need to invite Vlad and when they did they said hey I need to connect you like I look at my own personal ministry right now there were people who 30 minutes of their wisdom gave me 30 years of experience ahead of time people who God gave favor in their heart to pull me into certain meetings where it opened doors that no other person and myself would have ever opened 
and those people I treasure and I came to depend now to understand when I am praying when I am fasting when I am planted in my local church I trust God to connect me to the right person because it was in this local church that God brought the right person who spoke into my life it was our pastor in the right place God will send you right people but I want to say something of a warning you can be in the right place and meet wrong people the blindness of a right place is this if this is right place it will mean everyone here is the right person and you can fall for a trap of meeting a toxic person a person that will damage derail your life because not everyone in the right place is the right person Judas was in the right place but he was the wrong person there were other people who were in the right place but they were wrong people so how would you know that you are right now praying you are fasting you are maybe uh, planted in a small group how would you detect a wrong people I'll give you a few simple signs between right people and the wrong people number one a right person is connected to God a wrong person is simply gifted successful and you want to be like them but in the area of walk with God you don't want to imitate them they are a wrong person for you they're not walking with God Ananias walked with God and Ananias knew the voice of God if you come to a local church if you're living a life of commitment to God be weary of people who have opinions and intentions and who don't have depth with God who don't love God's Word who don't love the presence of Jesus but they are successful on the outside but they are charming but they are attractive single people listen to me very carefully you will meet people in the right place who are hot but they're not holy oh Jesus he's so hot so is hell the question is is he humble because if he's arrogant listen lady he's gonna treat you like a means to an end he will use you the question is he honoring and same thing applies to to ladies oh but she is so beautiful the question is is she grounded in the Lord oh yeah I'll flirt to convert you know we'll I'll get her I'll get her changed you know we'll get her we'll get her saved she says once we get married she will commit to Jesus no 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 there is only one Holy Spirit and it's not you only Holy Spirit convicts people of sin be weary of being in the right place and thinking every person is the right person if they don't have a relationship with God they are not a right person for you to be deeply connected with you can evangelize you can influence but the moment you go into a closer bond and they don't know God you will get contaminated and you will be in the right place but you meet the wrong people you will have a messed up plan it will jeopardize your future that's the first sign of the right person it's about are they connected to God number two are they speaking into your destiny or are they speaking about your history a right person will not live in the past a right person lives in the future Ananias came to Paul and he didn't say Paul 
you're such a terrible person look how much problems you caused for the Christianity Ananias came to Paul and he says Paul you are an apostle you are an evangelist God is gonna use you I know just three days ago you were such a bad person but God doesn't consult your past to determine your future because through the blood of Jesus Christ you are a new creation all things have passed away Paul I speak into your destiny Paul I speak into your future for I know the thoughts that I think of you says the Lord the thoughts of hope and the thoughts of future to give you life and to give you future be weary of people who live in your yesterday be of people who want to talk about who hurt them who did them bad and who wronged them these are the people who will get you stuck in your past instead of your future and I can tell you one thing our church has people who live in 2022 our church has people who were wronged all of us have and they live there and they want to keep you there communities have people who've been wounded all of us have some wounds and traumas but some of us choose to forgive not get infected and move on and go and see what the Lord has in our future instead of keep licking our wounds in our past and develop bacteria and develop being a toxic person I do not want to live in the past God says all things have passed away be weary of connecting to people who have information but just about the past but they don't have a revelation about your future a right person is not just somebody who has the dirt about your past but who has the gold about your future who will say yes this is this may have these things then these things but listen we don't live in the past we're going into the future wrong people always talk about the mistakes the hurts and the problems and through that they get sympathy and they get attention and they're looking for people to help them stay in the past and they wonder why am I not moving into the future because it's like Lot's wife you can't move forward looking backwards I want to challenge you this year stop associating with toxic naysayers people who have decided that the future is not worth pursuing seeing what God has for us is not worth giving your life for they always live their life stuck somewhere let go of them let them do what they need to do but you Paul cannot live in your past you have a New Testament epistles to write you have churches to plant you have a vision to fulfill that is a destiny inside of you you were not saved to sit and talk about the past for such a time as this you were raised up and you must go into the future come on somebody give God some praise if you have a future bigger than your past give God some praise if you have a future bigger than your past do I have pain of the past oh you bet I do but do I have the promise for the future that's what I'm going to victims focus on where they've been through what they're going through victors they focus on where they're going to who are you gonna associate Israel was in the right place 12 spies 10 were wrong people toxic negative constantly talking about the bad stuff and they poisoned people in the right place be careful when you're in the right place to be with people that are poisonous and trust me when I tell you we have them at Hungry Gen. 
not pointing fingers does that could be you this year shake off the past stop living in the past God has a region for us to conquer God has mountains for us to climb God has waters for us to go through God has things for us to achieve we only have one life we can't spend this life talking about the giants we gotta slay them we can't spend this life only dreaming about the grapes we gotta eat them we can't spend this life glorifying giants we have rocks for those giants and we will not be wasting our rocks attacking each other we will be spending these rocks taking the head of the Goliath somebody shout right people those are the people that are connected to God they're the ones that speak into your destiny they don't just live in the past discussing your history number three they're the ones that minister to you meaning after talking with them you don't feel sick you feel more hungry for God if you spend time with people and afterwards you hate the church you hate the pastor and you don't want to read the Bible you might have been food poisoned and some people carry bacteria they themselves are poisoned and they will poison you be careful sometimes I've done it myself or I would read certain comments about myself and afterwards feel sick and the Lord would remind me and he said Vlad you drunk from a poisonous well these people are poisonous and you just got poisoned by them and it would take me a few days to recover from that and so I want to encourage you if you are pregnant with the promise if you have a purpose from God if you had an encounter with God protect your heart from toxic people who don't increase your love for Jesus but who increase information that, that is not relevant and necessary for you to go in your future. Do they minister to you or they're constantly grumbling and complaining? I'm not saying to hate people like that. I'm just saying don't let them feed you spiritually because they'll poison you. And the fourth thing, the right people, what they will do this year in your life is they will help you to build a foundation. Somebody shout foundation. It's interesting that while they speak into your destiny they actually don't help you fulfill your destiny a lot of times those are the people they will work with your foundation in our small groups one of the reasons we have them is because everyone has a destiny but a small group is not a place where you actually right away maybe learn how to fulfill your destiny small group helps to build a foundation and I know we're young, impatient, microwave generation. We need something quick and now. So when we hear a destiny, we're like, where do I, when do I start? But the Lord doesn't start with the roof. He starts with excavation. When God gives you a destiny and reveals it to you through a prophetic word, I can guarantee you, you don't start moving in it the next day. What starts happening the next day is excavation trucks come in. You know what the next day comes in? Life class. And then the freedom weekend. And then the deliverance, you're like, no, but I, I have a business to start. And God says, yes, but you also have a demon of pornography that needs to be excavated out. Yeah, but I have this thing. I need to get this degree. And God says, yes, you do. But you also have generational curse of divorce that needs to be broken off of your life. 
I want to challenge you today don't write off people who don't seem to help you build your destiny because they're busy helping you build your foundation when they help you to a husband do you love your wife yes I know that you have a nice car but are you in debt to your eyeballs which why you have three jobs they're helping you to build the foundation hey are you being kind to your children or are you just working your way to death and your children never see you and this might not be something that can give you a secret to take your business to another level because it's going to give you a foundation to go deeper so when God blesses you you don't fall with the storm you don't fumble with the rain and you don't disappear with the hardship somebody shout foundations reading the scriptures praying and these right people they come into our life to build our foundations you know I have a pastor who spoke he's that right person who spoke into my life when we just came to our church okay in my own family my mom and my dad whom I love dearly it was very difficult for them because they didn't grow up in this style of the church we grew up in a very conservative you couldn't raise your hands during worship women didn't wear don't wear makeup there was no drums that was totally demonic and you know there was five preachers I mean the, the whole just very different style of service Christian good Pentecostal but very very different this was the right place for me but honestly it was very difficult for my parents and they were very close to leave our church and to go somewhere where it was comfortable they fought sometimes I overheard them over dumb things because for my mom our pastor is her brother and they had a difficult time understanding that but I'm so glad that my parents worked out their differences and they let us be planted here I didn't understand it first five years it was tough for me to be in our church even though I was on the stage but what kept me grounded is there was this assurance that this place has a future scary future but it has a future and the second thing that grounded me is the fact that in this place we had a man of God who and no my pastor didn't teach me how to do YouTube he didn't teach me how to write a book my pastor didn't give me those skills but what he did is he provided the foundation that everything people see today is built on I remember when one time on Sunday morning I came in and you know and I was already preaching and I was such a moody uh, emotional roller coaster like I, I was moody and at this particular time I was supposed to preach and I didn't feel good not physically emotionally I was so in touch with my emotions and I remember pastors like you're gonna preach and I said pastor not feeling good today he said you're sick no he says then what's up just 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 not really feeling good today and I'm thinking he will hug me and you know say it's okay everything's gonna be okay and he says will yourself up right now and I'm like spiritual abuse <laughs> what about my feelings I'm not feeling good and he says pull yourself up he says you better get up there right now you know and he's my uncle so I mean he could do some other stuff if he needed to <laughs> my mom gave him the full permission and so and, and now it was both the fear of God and the fear of my uncle so I got up there I didn't feel like preaching you know but I knew that he knew what I lived and so there would be repercussions after this I know I was like I was 18 but the, in the Bible doesn't say where the belt stops you know it doesn't give you the age and so and I knew my uncle could pull the bell if, if he needed to and stuff so he, he will discipline me and disciple me and and I remember I got stiffened and after the service he came up to me and he said this he says if you ever pull that thing again it's almost like he said you're not allowed to have feelings 
So I went to prayer and I cried to God and God says, you cry? And that's what my pastor said. He says, you cry at home. He says, when you come to church on Sunday morning, he says, I better not see that stuff. See, I thought he wasn't a mentor. He was my tormentor. But you know what he was doing? He was laying a foundation. Because I can't tell you how many conferences I went in, how many times I came to church. What I felt, zero. But he taught me the foundation. You don't live by your feelings. He taught me that the righteous man lives by faith. He says, how can you have faith if you're in touch with your feelings? You know, little did I know is if it wouldn't be for that today, I wouldn't be able to handle the pressure, the criticism and so many other things. Those are foundations that nobody can teach you in college. Those are the foundations that somebody has to teach you, walk with you, pull you up, strengthen you and lovingly say, hey listen, you can do better than that. You got this. And we owe today to people that God wants to send in your life. Do not ignore them when they help you to build a foundation. Your mom and dad might not help you to be a science teacher, but they'll help you to fold your clothes. They'll help you to be punctual. They'll help you to walk in purity and righteousness. And you will thank them down the road and say, mom, because of that, today I am the person that I am because you excavated garbage and helped me to build a foundation that I can build my success life on. Come on, somebody. Can, give, can we give God a clap offering for the right people that he sent in our life? Somebody dropped that fire emoji. Now the last thing that I want to share with you and that is the right plan. Somebody say the right plan. Let's review it. So the right people. Somebody say the right, the right place. The right people and the right plan. Drop that in the chat right now as well. The right place, the right people and the right plan. So Paul is in the right place. He meets Ananias who helps him build foundations, get water baptized. He doesn't, Ananias doesn't teach him how to plant churches. He gets him filled with the Holy Ghost. Ananias helps him to remove his scales. Very basic stuff. Nothing super deep. They didn't study deep theology. Just basic stuff. Paul, let's get water baptized. I know you have apostolic calling. Uh, let's get it. Let's do the basics first. He helps him with that. And then I want you to see this. That Ananias gives him a prophetic word. He, he pretty much unlocks his destiny and says, listen, God has called you to be this amazing apostolic voice to your generation and etc. And God reveals his purpose for Paul. Now, the purpose for Paul will be different than the purpose for me and you. We probably are not going to be doing what Paul did, but we still serve the same God and God still has a plan for each one of his children. Would you agree? So I'm going to give you just the three practical things about the purpose of God in your life from Paul's life. Number one is it has a promise. So God's plan for your life has a promise. What does that mean? That means that for each one of us, God has a prophetic promise that he wants to use us. Now many of you already received that. Maybe somebody give you a prophetic word. Maybe you had a dream. Maybe you've always carried this thing that you know. How do you know if it's from God or not? If it benefits God's kingdom, it's from God. If it benefits your brand, it's probably from you. Because God's purposes and God's promise is not just to make you wealthy, healthy and popular and powerful. It's to make the name of Jesus glorified and to use you to accomplish that purpose. So for Paul it was you will preach everywhere to the kings but it was about Jesus. When I was young I remember I received a prophecy from a lady that God will that God put a trumpet in my mouth and the fire was coming out of my mouth and that when I will preach 
people will feel like I read their mail and it was exactly what they needed to hear and I was like 13 years of age I grabbed that I was like man amazing praise God I don't play instruments but I'm gonna have a trumpet in my mouth all the time somebody say promise but the second thing with your purpose is not only the promise and I know all of us have some of those promises is the perks see the way God baits us into his purpose is right away tells us the good things that will happen of course in a small print he tells us the other bad stuff but the good things like Paul you will stand in front of kings amen nations hallelujah trumpet fire Hoo -hoo. oh holy ghost ah, this is good you will heal the sick you will build orphanages you will give millions of dollars to God's kingdom and so God highlights the perks because there are perks with serving God's purpose God will put you in front of kings God will make you maybe a president or a businessman there are perks and we have to embrace that we don't have to be ashamed of that we don't have to be afraid of that there are perks that are associated with your purpose but there's two more P's there the third one is persecution and God was very honest with Paul he says you will stand in front of the kings he didn't tell him that he will stand in chains <laughs> he didn't mention the fact that Paul will be a prisoner and Paul gets a word from God that while you're called but you also are going to be persecuted remember this the size of your calling will always be consistent with the size of your persecution if you're experiencing attacks and persecution because of your calling it's usually because of the grandness of your calling nobody can have a big calling and little bit of pain and most of us we don't understand that so when we hear that God has a big calling you must understand that means you will have a big cross you cannot have a calling if you don't have a cross if you're not willing to be misunderstood, judged, made fun of, ridiculed and that usually starts with your family. Why? Because it hurts the most. If you can handle that, God says you can handle anybody out there. So the first thing that will happen the moment you get a calling is your family turns against you. And it hurts the worst. Joseph's pain was not by the Egyptians, it was when his brothers rejected him. Jesus' pain, it was when his brothers rejected you. It's when your cousins. And those are the ones that claim to have all the information about you. And they're still wrong. It's when his family came and said he's out of his mind. What are you guys listening to him? Are you guys? We know him. You guys are deceived. This guy is a fraud. And that hurts. It's when your own Nazareth looks at you and says, we know you. That, that, that cuts deep. But if you endure that, then you can handle anything. And then God will turn those families around. That's why when you don't become bitter, when you don't become defensive, and you understand that the calling has a cost. You can't have a great calling if you have a weak spine. The Bible says that Moses had to endure suffering. Endure suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Stop being a snowflake melts when things get hard and guess what happens God will begin to develop and stiffen your strength and endurance run the race with endurance looking unto Jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith everyone who desires to live godly will be persecuted
in this world you will have tribulations but be of good cheer I have overcome the world what does that mean we as Christians we especially in America because we can sue anybody who looks at us wrong we stopped embracing suffering we fight suffering we know how to be successful but we don't know how to successfully suffer but I want to encourage you if you have a great calling you will have a great cross but God will give you the strength to bear it his son bore the cross and he says for us to pick it up and God tells Paul right away Paul if you think you're gonna be some big shot preacher you will oh but you're gonna get beaten so many times you will plant churches but you will also die a few times and come back from the dead Paul you're gonna have revelations but you will also shipwreck three times you will get bitten by snakes attacked by people made fun of dragged physically abused but Paul you will finish the race you will keep your faith you will fight the fight of faith you will endure and my son's name will be glorified okay God when do I start the last P patience it's not gonna start right now Paul what you're gonna do right now is go on the streets and preach and then the church is gonna entrust you to deliver money from Antioch to Jerusalem the great apostle that I am I'm gonna be an uber for the church's offerings where are the nations where is the paper I need to write revelations Paul relax let's go on the streets and start evangelizing let's help the poor because this plan will be unfolded in God's time but until that time he will cultivate endurance patience and he will test you are you willing more to serve than to shine are you more interested in the towel or in the title the the, the the towel or the title are you more interested in trying to hold on to those perks or are you willing to do your purpose for God and Paul faithfully did that and in Acts 13 in a gathering like hungry Jen probably praying and fasting three days doing his thing and the Holy Spirit said, Paul, it's time. I'm calling you now to what I told you then. Separate to me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I have called them a long time ago. And then Paul goes in and a country after country, city after city, synagogue after synagogue, to the point Paul's critics said this, this who turned the world upside down. He turned the world upside down. Why? Because God promised there were perks, there was persecution and there was a process that he stepped into it. We will step into it. You will step into it in Jesus name. Somebody say the right place. Somebody say the right people. Somebody say the right plan. God will give you the promise you will see the perks you will pay the price and you will walk through the process of stepping into the fullness of that